Hi everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, part one of three. <laughs> He's Matt, I'm Dory. Yes, and as we always have said since time began, uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm quieter than you. Are you? I guess so. Who am I turning up here? No, that's oh. you. That's you. Hello? Oh, 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 there we go. Hi. Okay. Wow. Now that we're on more equal footing, representative of our wonderful union as both podcast partners and life partners. Wow. Yeah. You're getting very profound. Well, you know, the Spanish have a word for magnetism. <laughs> Oh boy! Sorry, guys. I watched Jim Nance uh, do the Masters, and I really laughed pretty hard at his. Oh my God! It's like he had nothing to say about John Rom. So, anyway, whatever. did John Rom win? He sure did. Honey. Oh, good. Spain's third Masters champion. Wow. Or fourth, Seve, Rom, other guy. Yeah, another guy. Anyway. And don't forget about other guy. Yep. Mm -hmm. So happy Easter weekend if you're celebrating. Hope you all had a good Passover if you celebrated. We did a Seder. We did a small Seder. And by small, I mean it was us and our nanny. Big hit, this Seder. It had so much food. And Henry really loved the grape juice. <laughs> He did. We, uh, I got up, I got prepared food from Gelson's, which is a grocery store here in Los Angeles. Yeah, they had all the fixins. I would, I would call it, I would call it an upscale grocery store. Like not the most upscale in LA, but it's like a nice grocery store. It's like one level below Bristol Farms. Yes. Exactly. That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's like above a Whole Foods. Yeah. Well, and also they have like, you know, regular groceries. That's right. If you want a Diet Coke, <laughs> Gelson's can Gelson provide that. For a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's there. Um, But, you know, I just... If you want a specially bred hybrid Japanese apple, you can get it there too. Um. Anyway... It was not, the, the meal itself was not that expensive. I mean, you know, relatively. And it also meant all I had to do was heat things up. Dory's a master of heating things I up. I am a master of heating things up. Last year, we got prepared food from um, like a Jewish museum and cultural center here in LA called the Skirball that like does Oh, right. Meals. That was a long drive to get that food. It was such a long drive. And... I wish I had just gone to Gelson's. <laughs> well, now you know. But now I know. If we'd lived closer to the Skirbel. Yes. The food was great, but it was just, it was a schlep. Yeah. It was a schlep. And much like the food, I would also describe Passover food as a schlep. Matt loves to talk about how bad jewish food is which you know it's kind of racist i don't but love to talk about it's it okay it's just frequently brought to my attention mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway by my taste buds because there's no taste wow. air horn we 
celebrated Easter this morning by going to an animal sanctuary. Yes, we went to an animal sanctuary full of lovely animals. It's called the Gentle Barn, if anyone wants to go. And a lot of volunteers. So many volunteers. I would Ooh. say almost one volunteer per animal. Yeah, and they each had a, you know, a similar blue hair dye. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, But... Like, you could tell, like, when when they're not volunteering to help these wonderful animals, these 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 people are um, cosplaying at medieval fairs. Hey, you know what? Whatever works. <laughs> it's like, it's a weird cross-site. A Venn diagram I didn't even know existed. All I have to say is cows are so big. Cows are huge. Cows are enormous. Cows are huge, and they have human teeth. They do? Big human teeth. Wow. Did you, did you look at their teeth? No. Did you look at their eyes? I did look at their eyes. Big old cow eyes. I mean, that's why I don't eat cow meat anymore. Oh, yeah, sure. Those big cow eyes. Yeah. <sighs> look, yeah. I mean, it was a nice place. I'd suggest if anyone's near there, go go have a great time on a Sunday. Yeah, they're open on Sundays to the public. Um, and you can buy tickets in advance. And the rest of the time, they're open to I think they do. I think they do like private tours sometimes during the week, oh, but it's like cool. limited hours. I think they don't want to like stress the animals out too much. Right. Because, you know, they're not a zoo. Yeah. So that was Easter morning. We did, And yeah. What was your conversation with Henry about the Easter bunny today? Today? I didn't have one today. Well, then how did he know that the Easter bunny was coming after nap? Because I told him last night, as I started to feel more and more tired and realized I wasn't <laughs> going to a store, I told him that the Easter Bunny was either coming oh. at 3 a.m. Uh-huh. Or, if he couldn't fit us in, he'd be by during nap. <laughs> yes. So he swung by during nap today. Yeah. I texted Matt around 1.30. I said, the Easter Bunny has until 2.30. Yeah. <laughs> Matt really hustled out the door. <laughs> to get a hold of the Easter Bunny. Yep. To make sure that the Easter Bunny I was, was like, going to stop okay, by. Okay, Henry's asleep. Go on in. Quietly. Don't disturb Bo. Yep. And then when Henry woke up and he saw that the Easter Bunny had come, he said, Mama, did you see the Easter Bunny? And I said, no. Right, you were in your office. I was in my office. He was, I was in my office, he was, too. He was really quiet. I said, did you hear him? He said, no, I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, he seemed to be into the Easter... Bucket that you got him? You know, they had I mean, some baskets. I mean, that the Easter bunny got him. They, had some, they, they have, you know, there's a variety of things the Easter bunny can bring. Hmm. But this was that was an Easter themed Easter basket. Did it come pre-made? No, nothing oh. was pre-made. In wow, there. you assembled all that? No, the Easter Bunny did. I mean, the Easter Bunny assembled all yes. that. Yes. Wow, and the Easter Bunny doesn't even have elves like Santa, right? And the Easter Bunny really just does it all himself. Well, I think that's the energy of a bunny. Good point. You know, great point. Needs to get it out somehow. Doesn't need elves. He's not an. He's a bunny. Not an old man. Yeah. So, and then I, like, and then it occurred to me slowly, it occurred to me that like, it's unclear what Easter, what the heck we would do on Easter when I was growing up. Like, or, you know. You probably went to church. Well, yeah, that was Sunday. Or you can go on Saturday for the Longo Badongo. 
Easter Vigil Mass on Saturdays. Oh, boy. Um, Did you also go to church on Good Friday? Uh, mm, I mean, maybe once or twice ever. What does what does one do on Good Friday? You don't eat. All day? Correct. Oh. Uh, and you have yourself a Good Friday. Okay. As far as I remember. Because Fridays... The idea is you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to give something up, right? Right. Because it's Lent. The whole season. Mm-hmm. And you're giving up uh, various things. Meat is something we don't, we're not supposed to eat on Friday right. during Lent. Hence the fillet of fish. Right. Ash Wednesday. It's another one of those fancy days where you're not supposed to eat the meats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. It's so vague to me. Like, I remember... The Easter Bunny certainly came every year. Okay. Leaving a basket full of various items. Okay. Chocolates and such. I remember, you know, I think he once left me uh, Spice Girls' first album on CD. Wow. You know, I think also a Ben Folds 5 album one year. Easter Bunny was pretty cool. Easter Bunny's hipping with it. Yeah. But, uh, and I remember occasionally Easter eggs being hidden around the house and having to find them. Okay. But I don't remember anything like associated with it of like what what we were doing with about that. What do you mean? I don't remember if it was just like a contest between the kids to see who could find the most. Mm, I see. Or if it was like, you know, if you find five, you get a dollar. I don't remember. Right. So, but it wasn't... But were they like plastic eggs filled with things? Or no, they were, they were the oh, eggs that we colored. Oh, I see, I see, I gotcha. They were the dyed eggs. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which we dyed eggs yesterday too. Yeah, we did. We definitely did more this Easter than we've ever done before. Well, that's because he's he was old enough to ask about it. How did he know about it? it there's an episode of Bluey called Easter. Why are you saying that? Like, I should know. Because I'm saying it to the heavens of like, why was there an episode of Bluey called uh. Easter? <laughs> I was wondering, like, how, like. No, does... there's an episode of Bluey and Bingo. <laughs> Talk about how the previous year they were forgotten. Oh, by the Easter Bunny. Yes. And Chili and, and Bandit. Uh, Bandit are like, yeah, but remember he left that note? How sorry he was? <laughs> <laughs> Should we have just left Henry a note? Yeah. <laughs> and then we, so yeah, Henry likes that episode. He watches it, you know, not oh, infrequently. Interesting. And okay. So we were approaching Easter. And I was like, well, I better get a hold of the Easter Bunny this year. And you did. Yeah. But there was no egg hunt for him. No. We can Which, do that next year. you know, again, I need to understand what the egg hunt is all about. Well, we went we we went to an egg hunt last year, and everything, all the eggs that were hidden were those plastic eggs right, that, that had, had something stuff in, in them. Yeah. So, like that that made sense to me. Yeah, I remember like getting one with a five dollar bill in it. Whoa, yeah. big spender! Yeah, but, yeah, I don't remember where I got that. Hmm, interesting. It's like I have like all these vague. It's funny. I have so many vague memories of Easter, but without actually remembering what the heck we did. 
But you probably got an Easter basket. Of course, yeah, every year. But, you know, it was the same basket every year. Meaning, like, Matt's basket was the neon-colored. Oh, interesting. And that was refilled by the Easter Bunny. Did you have to, like, leave it out for him so he could come get it? This is an excellent question. I don't remember also. How would he know where to find it? I don't remember. Hmm. And, like, I feel like I could ask my mother, but she's going to give me a bullshit answer. There's no way she remembers either. Wow. Mary. Yeah. You heard him. I I just don't. I can't. I don't know. What time is it in England? It's like 1 a.m. Yeah. I feel like Julie would remember, but I don't. Anyway. But, you know, that's the thing about Easter. You make your own traditions. and uh, Yeah. And our traditions are go to an animal sanctuary. Our traditions are apparently <laughs> to go to an animal sanctuary. <laughs> and then get. The problem with the Easter dinner, like I'd love an Easter dinner. Like this I remember. Like we'd have a lovely ham spiral ham situation sometimes turkey even with your various uh fixings of mashed potatoes and the like um but i don't like it's because we because every sunday we went to our cambridge to see my grandmother's anyway mm-hmm. that a holiday that exclusively fell on a sunday right just Blurred into all those visits. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like trying to place, like, I can't really remember. Well, also, you lived close to your extended family. Yes. Which we do not. Right. I used to think I did not live close because we, you know, it would take us 30 minutes to get there. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I remember thinking my uncle lived pretty far away. Yeah. In Peabody. And Peabody's pretty far. (laughs) You're in Brookline. It's like, ugh. Imagine going to. You know, East Cambridge from Lowell. It's yeah. like, whoa, got to get on 93. Yeah, we had to get on Route 1. We had to go 93 the whole way. Where did we get off? Sullivan Square? Anyway, that's <laughs> beside the point. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, this just sort of speaks to, like, my my general, like, melancholy that I always feel around holidays. Yeah. Where I'm like, we're far from family, and we don't really have, like, a a holiday community here. Yeah, I would say that's correct. I reached out to two different people about doing something on Passover. Yeah. One of them was out of town. Yeah. She's like, we're going to be out of town. The other one already had plans for the second night, and then the first night, like, they had family friends in town, and they were going to be at Disneyland. <laughs> And then I kind of like, and she's like, but we could do something. I was like, and then I kind of like lost steam. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but like we weren't, no one invited us anywhere, which well, is like fine. It's also like people have their own things. Right, there. exactly. That's you what know? I mean. Because I didn't, I like deliberately only asked people who don't have family here because I was like, anyone. I, I wish I was like more with it when you were planning the uh, the New York trip we just went on. Like just more I aware really of like. I really tried to involve you. Like just, No, but just like more aware of like the days and you know how many days between us being there versus when passover was mm-hmm. because the fact that we got back and then three days later it was passover it was two like, days later two days later i was like oh yeah well that i mean that was part of the whole conversation around like how much do we want to be traveling on our trip 
You know what I mean? Right. And we decided to just like cut the Boston leg out because it felt like too much, which now in retrospect, I actually don't think it would have been too much because Henry apparently loves travel and told me that he wants to take longer vacations and wants to go away for 50 days. <laughs> yeah. He thought it was too short. He thought it was too short. So I was like, oh, okay. And he also like, you know, he napped in the car. Yeah. It's like the only time he really napped was in that car. Right. So anyway, you know, now live we, and learn. Now we know live and learn. If you'd like to have us over for Easter or Passover, let us know in the comments. <laughs> um, you can email us at Matt and Dory at Gmail or Dory and Matt at Gmail. And you can call us at 413-461-BABY. Um, and we're going to take a break. Be right back. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like i can't wait to get them on my feet because i know they're going to be cozy i know they're going to be the best socks in the house and i know that they're going to keep me going all day long they've got some great details that have been obsessed over including the honeycomb arch support which i love anti-blister tabs which i also love what that is it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now 
I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, we're back. Welcome to part two of the episode named whatever Dory's going to name it. Hello, everybody. All right. Well, let's hear from some listeners. I don't believe there are listeners. What? Do we have listeners? I guess a few. Awkward. I know. This is just our Sunday night, you know, we just put the kid to bed and ready to unwind after a long weekend of of Eastering and post-Passovering, and we just thought we'd come record our thoughts. Sure. For us. Sure. Here we are. Yep. We've got Janine up first. Janine's coming uh, from Long Island, in case you were wondering where the name Janine was most popular. Mm. Good bit of trivia. Janine Melnitz. Remember her? No. Uh, no. From Ghostbusters. Janine, oh, Janine answered the phone. Janine. Yeah. Uh, and this is Janine. Not Melnitz, but Janine from Long Island. Spoiler alert. No hot dogs. Uh, my sister-in-law took my nine-year-old to that slime experience for her birthday. I recall, if I recall correct, correctly... She didn't want to do the most immersive slimy part of the exhibit, which I felt bad about because her auntie spent money to take her, but also it was probably for the best. Um, Note on that, that was an extra, you had to pay extra to do that slime, like super slime experience. And what would that entail? Uh, They put you, they put you, they put you in like a poncho and they dump slime on your head. I mean, I would have paid for that. My dream to get slimed. Yeah. So. But, um, you know, at least they have the common sense to poncho you. Yes. Yes, they do. Do you keep the poncho? Um, I don't know, because we didn't do it. Um, I thought a sensory seeker like Henry would be into it. They say it's for ages five and over. Oh, he yeah. Is not, he is not five. And he refuses to lie about it. Yeah. Um, also, it was... Very expensive. How much would, did it cost in New York City, in Soho, to have slime dumped on your head? $80. <laughs> oh, New York. What a city. Yeah. Now, Janine continues, our family has always been pretty strict about the no co-sleeping at home, but very liberal about it on vacation. Interesting. It was often challenging to get my kids to sleep in a pack and play when they were toddlers, and I'm not sure what other solution there is. I cannot think of anything that would ruin a vacation faster than fighting with a child all night instead of sleeping in whatever way works best for the accommodations. Doesn't make you weak. It makes you a flexible parent responding to the needs of a particular situation. Interesting thought, Janine. I think it makes us weak. (laughs) My kids are older now, but a few years ago, pre-pandy, I guess. She didn't write that. I, I said pre-pandy. That's what I say for pre-pandemic. Uh, it felt like double queen hotel rooms were hard to find. So on some trips, we wound up with two full beds. I would think two full beds are hard to find. 
Yeah, I don't know of many hotel rooms with two full beds. My husband is very tall, uh, so we struggled to share a full, and it became easier for us to each share one with one of the kids. Uh, more recently, we've tried to get a king room with a pull-out couch, and then it becomes a fight over who wants to sleep in the real bed versus the sofa bed with mom and dad. On a recent trip to Boston, the pull-out was smaller than normal, so my husband, who also snores, bless him, was relegated there while I slept wedged between the youths. Interesting. The husband forced to the pull-out sofa. <laughs> Anyway, my point is, I don't think there's anything wrong with this at all. Knock on wood that being back in his usual environment means Henry will revert to his house of rules of sleep. I don't want to bottom anyone else out, but I found the New York City Transit Museum kind of meh. Well, it was until Henry found the one room he liked. Yeah. I mean, it was meh in the sense of entertaining children. Like, I found it interesting. All They had all the subway cars through history. Yeah, I All thought the passenger cars. I there. think it's cool. I wish you could have spent more time looking at the old passenger cars. Yeah, but Henry didn't want anything uh, to do with it. He was not interested in the old passenger cars. Um, so that is from Janine, 1900 square feet in Long Island, a 55 inch television, and no hot dogs somehow this year. Um, let's give a Henry sleep update. He did go back to his bed. He has not slept in bed with me. But the first few nights when we were back were difficult. Yeah. If you remember handing me a, a, a monitor at what time in the morning was that? And you said, I've been in there three times already. Mm, yeah, that was at 3.30. I don't think that was a function of where he slept. I think that was a function of jet lag. Mm. Jet brag is more like it. Sure, Jet Bragg. Uh, he, yeah, because for like the first couple of nights back, he was waking up at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, three thirty or something like that. Which like makes sense because it was like he finally got totally used to New York time. Yeah, and then we came home because like our first night in New York, <coughs> we like clonked out till nine o'clock in the morning. Or something. Yeah, which I was like when I looked at my watch and we woke up, I was like, oh my god. Why hasn't anyone come to get me? Well, oh, was because carbon monoxide well, that leak? that was the morning that he actually did sleep in his pack and play, and then he came into our room at five thirty in the morning, right? Got into bed with me, and then you went into the where he had been sleeping, right? And we fell back asleep, and you came in the room at nine, thinking that we had left. Oh yeah, it was like this must the day must be over now. Everyone's gone. I'll start getting ready for my podcast. And meanwhile, I thought he was. I thought you came in to wake us up. Well, I was sure you had left. No, we weren't even awake. Anyway, time travel, guys. Um, but you know, this is not the first person who has said the same, a similar thing to me regarding regarding vacation sleep arrangements. I see. Okay. Well, I mean, if he can get used to sleep facing forward in a in a car, right on for vacation, only vacation, and then that's the vacation seat. Although, I mean, I don't know if I'm bringing that thing ever again. Really? Well, yeah, because we couldn't use it on the plane. We couldn't use it on the plane, and then, well, I guess if we're doing like long car trip, yeah, on the on the on the trip. I mean, we, it was nice to have to drive to Connecticut. Yeah, of course, and to put in like, but like struggling to put it in an Uber. Yeah, and then. I mean, whatever. He's much safer in that car seat than he would be in a... Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, he's also getting quite tall and it could be a thing where um, he might be tall enough for an actual booster that we bring on vacation. He only weighs 40 pounds. Yeah, I wonder what the booster... I know this because the scale's out and Henry was like fascinated by the numbers changing. Um, 40 is the, is the lower limit. At least 40.7. Your child should weigh at least 40 pounds. There you go. So we're not, he's still rear facing at home. Like he's not even in a a front facing convertible car seat at home. I'm just talking about when we travel. are torturing him. Um, he doesn't care. He literally does not care. He loves it. Um, I'm just saying, like, for travel, we could always bring a smaller booster. Hmm. I don't know. Just saying. Look, travel and us. Thing. Although, you know, I am seeing this thing. The average five-year-old is about three feet, seven inches tall and about 40 to 41 pounds. That's him. Yeah. He's about 43 inches tall and 40 pounds. He's been that for like three months. Yeah. He's a big three-year-old. Yeah, big almost four-year-old. Um. Anyway. As he, get old, as he gets older, he'll be smaller. Unless he keeps growing. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. Okay. Christine writes, I had a very podcasters, they're just like us moment when you shared that Henry climbed into bed with you while traveling. How has he adjusted in the week since? Well, I think we just... We did just answer that. Sort of, yeah. Um, my four, my four-year-old Henry had a bad habit of joining us in bed, and when he had a cold, we put a humidifier, just like the one in our room, into his room. Magic. He's only come into our room once in the week since. His older siblings are starting to do more sleepovers, and Big Brother told him he'd have to sleep in his bed all night before he could, and he said, maybe I can bring my humidifier to Silas's house then? Gotta love when a trick. Good luck, Silas. <laughs> Gotta love when a trick helps change things you've been working on for years. Fingers crossed, it continues. Christine in Wisconsin, still under several feet of snow. That is, I'm jealous of the snow. I was reading an article in the LA Times today about how Mammoth is still like buried under many feet of snow and. Like houses are like the propane underground propane is exploding and houses are getting destroyed. And like it's people are paying like $10,000 for people to shovel out their houses. It's like bananas. So I should take a shovel and offer my services. I mean, kind of. They said people snow shovelers like snow clearing people are making $60 an hour. I'm in. (laughs) Um. So anyway, yeah, there's still a lot of snow in a lot of places. They're going to be skiing through July. Yep, that's what they said. Yep, look out. Come on to Southern California. Well, Mammoth is not in Southern California. Come on to California. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, That is a funny story, Christine. But good job figuring out that it was the humidifier. For a while, it was for like a while. For like four days, we were su- suspect that it was his uh, new found love of listening to a lullaby while sleeping. Oh, that was helping him go to sleep? 
No, that was like causing him not to sleep. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I think it wasn't as noise canceling. Right. So, you know, he could hear more with, with just a, the pinging lullaby that I hated. Oh, man. It really was grating. It was so bad. Ding, 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 ding. Mm. <laughs> That's it. Do you miss it? No. Yeah, me neither. Um, okay. Here is another email. Um, this goes back to some stuff we've been talking about for a couple weeks about playing with kids and like feeling guilty about not, yes. you know, wanting to. Um, Anonymous writes, relating hard to the pod conversation right now about how hard playing with kids can be. It's Saturday and my three-year-old spring break ends on Tuesday and I'm counting the minutes we also have a 10-month-old baby. I'm a stay-at-home parent, and even with my mom coming to help, this week has been so slow and torturous. My three-year-old got sick at the beginning of the week, and the slowly the rest of us have picked up the cold. Nap times have fallen apart, as have other routines and rules. Due to sickness, we have lar- we've been largely housebound, and we are all over it. Even the kid is asking when he can go back to preschool. <laughs> Parenting 13 hours a day has just been so rough. Most of my life doesn't feel this way, but today I just have to say... Spring break sucks. Ever onward, anonymous. P.S. My oldest was a baby when the pandemic hit. From talking to friends, it always seemed like those with three-year-olds were having the worst time with quarantine. Now having a three-year-old, I can't even imagine. Raising a huge glass to those parents who got through it. Oh, it would be 1,000% TV City over here. If he was three years old when the lockdown started. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, why don't you read this one from Emily? All right. Uh, this guilt about not playing with kids just feels like such an artifact of our modern, completely untenable expectations around parenthood. I mean, do you think parents in the 70s worried about that shit? Both my parents worked, and I don't have a single memory of my mom playing with me, and guess what? I had an incredible childhood and rate both my parents as top-notch. Play is fundamentally a thing kids do with other kids or by themselves. If your kids feel safe, loved, seen, and connected, and there are so many ways to connect your kids beyond playing with them, is it crazy that to say that that's sufficient? Do I have to research uh, or expertise? Do I have the research or expertise to back this up? No. But I won't feel bad about uh, one more thing. Je refuse. Uh, see, also not a feeling bad about loving every minute. Sometimes any minute of parenting. There's a real... Uh, there's a reason the gentry give their babies to other people to take care of. I'm a good enough mom. That's Emily, two kids, 2,400 square feet in Berkeley. No hot dogs this year. That is my kind of email right there, you know? Mm. I don't remember playing with my parents. I mean, I had siblings, though. I don't remember playing with them either. I did watch a lot of TV, though. Hmm. And you know what? A pretty sharp guy who enjoys a good turn of phrase. <laughs> okay. Let's hear a voicemail. And oh, then we're going to take a break. Are you sure you want to do that now? Mm. Or is that for part three? Okay. So, I'm asking you. Oh, I was going to play it now, but. Here we go. Hang on. Hey there. I might be late to the party, but I'm calling in response to the person who had messaged about um, being 
heartbroken because their child preferred their father. And I just want to provide a different perspective, and that's that my daughter's first two years of her life, it was only me all day, every day. I remember being pregnant, rocking her to bed at night, and crying because it was just so hard. It was just relentless. It was just everything. I couldn't leave for a moment without her crying. I mean, everything. It was just, oh, it really did a number of my mental health. And then my son was born, and so by default, she was spending more time with my husband. And slowly but surely, she just formed an attachment with him. And I am telling you, every time she says, no, I want daddy, no, I want daddy, like, I, my insides are so happy. I just am, like, <laughs> bursting with joy. Oh, sweet, 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 sweet. Uh, just freedom. Um so anyway, I know that's a little, I don't know, extreme on the other end, but like, I'm just so thankful for a break from her, um, and that they have this bond. And even tonight, he's done her bedtime for about 15 months ever since my son was born. And tonight she requested me and I was just like, no, 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 no. She was crying. And I was like, no, 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 no. This isn't how it's done. I haven't eaten. I haven't drank any water. I've been putting your brother to bed like this is no no and I left her crying wanting me and you know she calmed down and she's reading a book with her dad now but anyway um the other perspective is that god it's so nice to have a break from them sometimes um love these little little stinkers but damn they sure are sure are tough feel your pain all right bye-bye they got a little dark at the end mm. Too much? What are you doing? What? Are you gonna just, what is this? What is what? I don't know if it was too much. I just think it was like, whoa. <laughs> what do you mean? Because like, just like, I mean, I don't like letting the kid cry it out. I guess I get it. But like, I don't know. You just don't, you don't agree with this listener's method. No, the method I thought, I was on board with all of it. Okay. Until this evening. When the child requested her. Uh-huh. She, and she was like, no. Oh, I respect that. I mean, I'm glad that you respect it. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Even though I want to every day. Mm, well, you have issues with boundaries. Um, no, my issues aren't with boundaries. My issues are with like, if I don't have a good enough reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> other than like, I, well, I guess she had a good reason. She wanted, she had to eat, and I don't know. Anyway, since I agree with ninety eight percent of your voicemail, I suppose I agree with you. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break, and we'll, we'll be right back. Be back. 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, we're back. Hello. Dory and I have just been discussing how great Dr. Spock was. Uh, that's not what we were discussing, but sure. Um, Matt. Well, you didn't get an email, everyone. I did. Matt doesn't like turning off his notifications. It's okay. I do turn them off, and then Dory gets mad when I don't answer her because my notifications are off. So it's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I cannot win. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Now back to an email from Alyssa. Just just turn them off right about when, making right when appointments, we start. Just turn them off. Making appointments in person. I don't know if it's an ADHD thing or just an anxiety thing, but I'm the exact same as Matt about how I would rather drive to the office and make an appointment rather than making a phone call. You know, speaking of that, I called the pharmacy today and was on hold for about 25 minutes. And then I went to the pharmacy and it was closed. <laughs> And it like took so much for me to get up the gumption to call them. And uh, I also had to drive there and then it was a real womp womp. But also why wouldn't they, they just until five? Why wouldn't because that's what the internet said. The internet told me they were open until five. Why didn't they have an outgoing message that said we're closed today? I don't know. I, at first, I pulled in and I was like, this is the greatest day to go to Target of all time. The parking lot is so empty. Of course it was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't open. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's how I feel about Easter mm -hmm. and going to Target. It's so funny when I hear people have the exact same hang up. I think I'm such a weirdo for having. You are. And I'm a weirdo, too. I'm just saying that, Alyssa. Come on. We're both weird. I think for me, not being able to see the person on the other end of the phone creates a whole host of anxieties about how I must be interrupting some other task. I feel this. I so feel this. That they're doing and I am annoying them. Oh, man. I get it. Totally. If I'm there in person, I can see that they're not doing anything and they're not annoyed at me. Also, I generally have trouble hearing people on the phone. And since they can't see me, they can't see the confusion in my face and slow down or otherwise make adjustments. I agree with everything you said except the last part, which is to say, I don't have trouble hearing. Mm, right. But I often get confused. But Alyssa, this is like, I've never seen anybody else express this same exact thing as me. Thank you for, thank you for feeling it. Uh next one's from beth matt just to pause the pod for clarifications my feelings uh regarding stand-up and magic giving me similar feelings is that uh, i mean the comedians also make me uncomfortable interesting more than that they are liars i dislike both genres of entertainment <laughs> give me a funny storyteller or situation comedy all day long but don't stand there and create tension and then try to make a joke at your own expense or that of others that was what I meant with similar feelings. Happy to text back. I do feel you both are my faraway friends. I've been actively listening since the winter of 2017. Also, another clarification that I let side last week. Edmonton is in a worse province than Ontario. Edmonton is in Texas of Canada, a.k.a. Alberta. Oh, yeah, Edmonton, Alberta. Why did I think it was in Ontario? Oh, my God. My Canadian listeners. 
I apologize. But I was right about Stampede Wrestling and Bret Hart, right? Thanks for writing in again. Thank you, Beth. Uh, that's an interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting way to feel about both genres of entertainment. I wonder if it's the individual element of it. Mm. It's a single person up there trying to entertain you, or what? I don't know. Hmm. I mean the the sort of like vicarious cringe element I have a vicarious cringe element and it's the fact that I can't hear it out of my left ear right now yeah I am also hang on I gotta plug this back in wait a second did that did that do anything yes feels good to be back everybody what happened uh I think I just like leaned a little too much and pulled the cord oh a, a hair Oh, Do you have anything else to add to this exciting end of the podcast situation? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Do you? I mean, I don't know. You're all doing great. I miss you all. You miss them all? Yeah, all the listeners. What do you miss about them? I miss that they, uh, you know, I miss that the, they're listening. Okay. And that we're being heard. All right. And that they're not judging me. Okay. Silently. All right. If you want to judge us silently, you can do so on the Patreon. You get two bonus episodes every month to judge us with. <laughs> Huge thanks to the supporters who are uh, supporting us. And if you're at the $5 level or above, you get your name right on the podcast each month. You also get the back catalog of episodes. You support us there. Big thank you to Jennifer H.S. Josh Alferez. Judy. Melody Balthazar. Tara McElfrish. Tyler R. wonders if Andy considers weather forecasts outdoors spoilers. (laughs) He has to. He's so weird about spoilers. Uh, Chris Dybel. Don Hafner. Ama N. Alan L. Al B. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alessandra Ragusa. Alex Bell. Alex Lou. Alexis Letkamen. Alice or Alice. <laughs> Alicia Baubisha. Alice and Dean. Alyssa Stokes. Uh, Allie Moran. Amanda Crochet. Amanda Fujita. Amanda Lady. Amanda Powell. Amy. Amy Giles. I'm going to guess that's Giles, but... Well, then, Giles it is. Amy Griffin. The J. Giles Band would also agree with you. Amy Sharon. Andrea McCarroll. Andrew Brenneman. Andrew Cummings. Andrew McClure. Andy Pavlik. This is a new way to create suspense for the listener. Angel Rivera the Third. And Fluker. And K. And K. Lee. Anne Real. And Anne Svensson Tune. Wow. Thanks, everyone. Next week, we will be here discussing. What is that? Is next week Henry's birthday? No. No. Well, two weeks ago. Stay tuned. Bye.